Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone on the screen porch, and it is warming up so nicely. I came out early this morning, but the uh, swarming grackles were swarming the front yard, and when they come in to feed, they are squawking and make such a noise, but it's fascinating to watch the synchronized wave as they take off in flight. And we spoke about swarming blackbirds in episode 7. I invite you to tune in too. In fact, I will put a link in the show notes. And I also mentioned last week, it was almost on cue actually, the, the blackbirds, which are the swarming grackles, were here because I started writing the story about crows, and we will talk about that another week, but not today, because I was asked the question, what is the difference between a lake and a pond and a vernal pond? So today we'll talk about that, but before I do, I want to thank those of you that wrote in about last week's chat about the beloved pet-painted turtle and worrisome beech leaf disease. My dear singing buddy and friend, Ken Roberts, wrote, Another beautiful column and podcast. It brought back warm memories of our time with Myrna. Your stories are always inspirational and uplifting, and the description of the cycle of life as regards to a leaf was especially meaningful. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us. It's a wonderful way to start the week. Thank you, Ken. Our time together each week at the Home for Hospice brings meaning to life. I cherish the time, and I thank you for the gifts of music you graciously give and inviting me to pipe in. It's true. Ken is the musician. I just sing songs with him. Ken is such a dear friend, and it's just magical to me how life brings people together when you follow a path that calls you, and you follow your heart. So anyway, on to this week's story, which starts like this. Hello, fellow readers and listeners. It never occurred to me that there is an inconsistency of what defines a pond versus a lake, if I may share a walk in the woods that answers the curious question. After a weekly volunteer sing at the hospice on Friday, I enjoyed a walk in the rain at the Lodestar Park in Freedom, New Jersey. There's something serene about walking amongst raindrops, especially when a drizzle hits your face, feeling like kisses from heaven. Not walking there with Miss Ellie, one of her favorite spots, felt strange, but I felt her still by my side. As you can tell, this story was written after I had lost Miss Ellie May and before Jolie came into my life to help fill those paws. Never quite the same, but every dog has their glorious personality to imprint on our hearts, don't they? and cats and birds or horses, whatever critter you have. Beyond the Hayfield Trail, I made a right onto the nature trail, which meanders through the woods. The golden carpet of fallen leaves covering the path was soft to walk on. I stopped to listen to the raindrops' cadence, taking in the miracles of the cycle of life, the rhythm of nature, the change in seasons. There's a small pond where an informational plaque stands, it explains that the technical distinction between a lake and a pond has not been universally standardized, which piqued my interest. Aren't ponds shallow and small compared to deeper and larger lakes? But I suppose everything is up to interpretation, and research proves so. I came upon the term limnology, 
which is the study of the biological, chemical, and physical features of lakes and other bodies of water. That's from Oxford Dictionary, by the way. In the late 18th to early 19th centuries, limnologists defined a lake as deep enough to have two or three water layers in varying temperatures, called thermal stratification. Ponds, on the other hand, are shallow enough to have rooted plants along the bottom throughout. But today's limnologists understand that nature has no exacting categories. There are deep lakes and ponds, and shallow lakes and ponds, and other differences. So how ponds and lakes are formed? The plaque explains depressions which collects and retains a sufficient amount of water can be described as a pond, and a variety of geological events causes such depressions. Of course, we all learned about the Ice Age and the impact of glaciers in our school time as kids, don't you remember? But ponds and lakes can be human-made or made by critters, such as beavers here and alligators elsewhere. During summer droughts, Fires can cause a divot that fills with water after the dry spell ends. Temporary ponds after snow melt or rainy seasons are called vernal ponds, vital spots for amphibians to breed. Sometimes names are changed from pond to lake when real estate is involved. A lakefront home seems to fetch a more significant price tag. However, ponds add beauty to the landscape and benefit our wildlife. Funny that they don't command the same price tag, right? So what about pondless waterfalls, which are so common in landscapes? I have a client in Denville, New Jersey, who wanted one. We actually wanted to do a pond, but that was not feasible with the terrain that was there. And so we discussed doing a pondless waterfall. And while it cannot sustain fish, aquatic insects, and water plants, as described in the park's plaque, Stephanie gleefully considered how the birds will adore it and the deer will have a place to drink. Plus, it will be a draw to important pollinators like dragonflies and butterflies. Beyond that, she'll enjoy a babbling stream, serenity, and soothing sounds. I like to think wildlife will, too. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com So I think we have a little time. I want to share a little bit more about vernal ponds because they're quite fascinating. They dry up seasonally, typically in the heat of the summer, and they are essential harbors of life and are classified as unique wetlands customarily devoid of fish, although in tropical areas certain fish have adapted to them. In these parts, vernal pools don't shelter fish, so our important amphibians and insects can readily reproduce out of reach from predatory fish, which is why they are so important to our wonderful frogs and toads. You know how much I love the peepers that I hear early in the spring when they're in their mating calls, and that's because I have areas where they can breed. I've been concerned this summer because we've had so much rain that vernal ponds didn't dry up as they usually do, and I wondered if there's a risk of wildlife within them that may not survive because they didn't dry up. But according to the Pennsylvania Natural Heritage Program, not all vernal pools dry out yearly, though they do all periodically. So there's comfort in knowing that nature knows what she is doing, that is for sure. You know, I mentioned the joy of visiting the Home for Hospice with Ken each week, but I want to point out that serving others does not have to be that organized. It can happen in your own gardens and yards by simply creating a healthful environment for our precious wildlife. Plus, as you go about your daily life, do whatever you do with love and kindness. Then you serve those you meet and greet because kindness grows. You never know the difference you can make in somebody's day or their life.
right? Anyway, thanks so much for coming by. I always enjoy our time together, and I hope you have as well. And if so, I would so appreciate it if you could share the podcast with a friend or family member so that more can join us and learn and grow in the garden of life. It means so much. See you next time on the screen porch. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.